you're here with the GoBros. What's up? What's up? And uh, sorry for all you fans out there. I had to listen to that terrible song. I'm not a big Kings of Leon guy, you know but my brother. You don't like Kings of Leon? I, just, I don't know. I know they had that one. Well, I know they had that one album with uh, Sex on Fire and. Not a true fan. I mean, I'm not. I hate them. I just said I hated them. I so. suggest everybody please listen to all their albums. They're fantastic. I'm usually the music guy, and I was not awake to decide what music we're going to be playing. Yeah, so you keep sleeping. He took over, and it was just terrible. I let you down. But anyways, what we got today? What do we have today, Alex? Well, first topic, we're going to do a little RG3 to the Browns. If that's a good move by the Browns, um... I think any move by the Browns is going to be a terrible one, but with their quarterback situation, we'll figure out if maybe RG3 to the Browns could be the best possible. Basically the complete opposite of what he wanted. He wanted to go to Dallas. He got sent to Cleveland. Basically. Another topic we're going to do, a little what number one seed is going to lose first. Right now the NCAA bracket has all their number one seeds still alive. So we're trying to figure out which one is going to lose first. And then... We're going to see what the worst loss of the weekend is. Some big discussion there. Very hard to decide. There have been some big upsets, some close matchups. And uh, we'll take it from there. A lot of unforeseen stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And then we got good move, bad move. We'll do a couple of uh, situations there. We'll talk about some of the upcoming games. I mean, Chris got a little new segment we're going to be doing. We got a, a list coming out. It's called You're Not That Good List. And we have uh, every week, every show, we're going to put up a new athlete. And uh, if, if and an athlete put them stands on the board. out, then uh, if an athlete repetitively brings attention to themselves and they're constantly having a bad year, they will be on the list more than once, in my opinion. Because no, I just like a I lot of I think it's just people. one list, one athlete. I don't know. I can't one name guys. at a time. I don't, we haven't really figured out how to do the second. But basically, it's an overrated list. If the athlete's overrated, they're going on the list. And so at the end of the show, we'll reveal who our athletes are, who we chose, and who we believe are going to be, or who we believe are overrated. But let's get the first topic. RG3 to the Browns. Hmm. Oh, man. Um, it's just Chris, so why don't you take time. it away? Why don't you, what are your first thoughts when you think of RG3 to the Browns? First thing I think about with the Browns is failure. And then the first thing I think about with RG3 is ACL reconstruction. So, by mixing that together, I think I have a pretty bad matchup. A team that has had no success within the last two or three decades of their football franchise. A city that really has had no success like in any, sports yeah, with any, any sports I mean, in general. Anything, mostly. I don't know what Cleveland is known for except having the, or Ohio, having the Hall of Fame there. But... It's a it's a move that it it speaks volumes of their desperation for both parties. RG three has nowhere else to go. I guarantee. I mean, he said, heard me say before he wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy. He thought that he could win in Dallas, and he's getting sent to Cleveland. And then Cleveland is out of options. They're out of quarterbacks. They're on their last leg right now with this quarterback who has proved nothing since his rookie year. Who has only been a bother for teams who has underplayed his abilities. So, I mean, if I'm a fan and I'm a Cleveland fan right now, I'm just thinking, why does this keep happening to us? We cannot get a break. 
I mean, you got to look at the GM, I guess. Maybe it's deal with management. I mean, they've had success with their defense. In the past couple of years, they've been strong. I mean, not the best. But, you know, their defense has been able to cause havoc within the NFL. So it's not like their entire organization is crap. I think just offensive, offensively, they just haven't been able to put a quarterback under center. And when you think of the teams and the quarterbacks that are left in free agency, kind of the big names, you think of Colin Kaepernick, you think of Ryan Fitzpatrick, you think of RG3. I think those are the three top quarterbacks, I guess, which is so sad to say. But it's, it's, but it's the top three free agent quarterbacks right now. And then you think of the three teams that the are three quarterbacks. quarterbacks. That have... You think of the Jets, you think of the Broncos, and the Browns, the three teams that haven't signed anyone really yet. And I think those three players are going to be on either one of those three teams, and it's just a matter of it's going to be musical who, who's going to, yeah, basically who's going to get left with who. Yeah. And right now, who would you think is like the top prospect of this thing? Who's who's the best? Um, who's on your number one on your big board? Of I would take Colin. Really need? I'll take Colin. I've seen him do well in a system that is uh, stable. I think with all the Harbaugh um, disenfranchisement and all that and I think he just kind of was a product of the system with Harbaugh and then once the system started to become um, when it started to fail and fall apart and Harbaugh was getting all this disdain pushed his way and I think that's when you first saw, uh, started to see Kaepernick's play um, just kind of disvalue itself but I'd say Kaepernick I've seen Fitzpatrick play in at Buffalo. Um, I've seen him play. Where did he play last year on the Jets? Who? Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he's on the Jets. He was on the Jets. I mean, I he has he a, a certain year. ability. Last year was his best year he so has, far. He's not a bad quarterback, but he's just one that doesn't. He doesn't. He's he's kind of like Alex Smith. He's capable of winning games, but he's not capable of winning the big games. Kaepernick has been to a Super Bowl, so if I'm looking for upside, he's a dual threat. He's you know you don't you can't question his arm strength. He's not injured. His confidence is shaken. He has the yips. I think if you can get a quarterback whisperer <laughs> to kind of adjust his confidence, you know, go into his yeah, go into his psyche, <laughs> and then you start to see the uh, the Kaepernick that you saw his first two years, and he becomes the most valuable out of those three by far. He has the most upside. We gotta remember, look, Brian Fitzpatrick has been in the league since 2005. Okay, he's 33 years old, and his best year for Fitzpatrick was last year. He's been in the league 10 years. His Has, best year was hasn't his made a name year. for himself, really. There's not. I mean, it's not like, oh my God, he's finally figured it out. No, it was a fluke year. Obviously, I think he's at the bottom of the barrel. I don't. In my opinion, top three right now. I agree with you, Chris. I think Colin Kaepernick. Just because he's healthy, he's young. He's I mean he's twenty eight. RG three, what is he twenty six? So he's got two years on him, I guess. But RG three is injured. He's, I mean you can't injure. He's a dual threat. His his legs have been injured, so yeah. I don't trust that. And I don't think his he's mentally stable. I don't think Colin Kaepernick's really mentally stable, but I think he's just better. I think Colin Kaepernick's just proved has proven. Like you said, he's been to the Super Bowl. He can get it done. He just needs to get in a better system. When Harbaugh left, he just 
it broke him. I don't think it ever recovered. He had a terrible coach around him. Get a good coach around him, and I think you're going to get a lot out of Colin Kaepernick. I mean, Kaepernick's been to two uh, NFC championships, too. I mean, yeah, I mean, he can he, do it. He's been in the big games, and he really he hasn't lost those big games. He was outplayed, but um, Kaepernick has the most upside out of those three. So I think it's safe to say that if, if I'm looking, if I'm at one of the teams, I'm glad that the Browns took RG3 because they made the mistake and didn't go after Kaepernick. Right. I would go after Kaepernick. Broncos, highly recommend going after Kaepernick. Yo, that could be a that good be system great right there. Fit. Kubiak, what he did with Osweiler, and what he did with, I mean, he didn't really do And he doesn't have to be the star because exactly. that defense is there. That's ex- I mean, it's basically the 49ers all over again. Perfect fit, Kaepernick, Broncos. So next up, we're going to do good move, bad move. Don't go anywhere. We're going to do a little good move, bad move. It's quickly becoming my favorite game. Yeah, hit me with it. <laughs> All right, so recently, Colts have decided that they will probably, or hopefully in the future, try to get a Peyton Manning statue in front of their um, arena, complex, facility, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Good move, bad move on their part, or on Jim Irsay's Is part. Is this a question whether it's a good move based on a financial standpoint or a good move based on a, like a morale? This is just a good move based on the... Yeah, morale, team, I mean, whatever. Is it just a good move in general? I think it's a good move. I think if they have looked at it in the books and they have the money that they can throw at this, it shows a tribute to a great player for them and one who had led them to a Super Bowl. I can't say one, but he had led them to the Super Bowl. And, um, you know, Ursay a couple years ago was report. you know, he was quoted saying, you know, it was great to go to all those playoff wins, but you go to like 11 playoffs and you only walk away with one Super Bowl as a slight towards Peyton Manning. And now he's wants to build a statue there. If I'm Jim Irsay, it just kind of looks like, well, you know, what, where did, where did your beliefs go that he wasn't a great quarterback for you? You know, is it that now that he's then he got rid of him. retired Yeah, and you got rid of him, And now that he's retired, that you just, the, the board or something is telling you, Hey, let's put a statue and it'll clean things up. And, Everything will be. I don't know what their move, what their thinking behind it is, but I, th- I think it's a good move. Um, you know, Thierry Henry has a statue of him in Arsenal. Yeah, but Arsenal didn't treat him like crap and kick True. him out. True. I mean, I don't think the Colts fan base treated him like crap. Just no, the Colts organization fans need a statue, and the fans are who the players play for. I think get rid of Ursay. Yeah, put a statue in. So I think um, good move, but for Ursay's, but I think Ursay's just trying to save face. Um, let's see, Anthony Davis. Out for the rest of the season. He's going to step away and get two surgeries done in the offseason. He's, he's got a thing. Something wrong with his knees. He's got tendonitis, and then he's been dealing with a torn labrum and a shoulder. So he's going to get those worked out. Is that a good move for him to sit? Should he keep playing? What do you, what do you think? Sit. New Orleans got nothing to play for right now. I agree. I think you take your rest, you recover, and then you come back next season hopefully feeling better. I mean, it's I that agree. simple. It's yeah. that simple. That simple. <laughs> Sherman, Richard Sherman, Rips Goodell, saying he's just a suit since he doesn't know or hasn't played college or NFL football. Um, Goodell just passed a ruling saying that two personal fouls are now uh, – once you get two personal fouls, you can be ejected. I think it's from a the good game. move. I mean, is the ruling itself – Goodell's part. The ruling itself, is that a good move, bad move? I like that move. I, I love the aggression that players play with, but we saw some – sometimes during the season things would get out of hand with Odell Beckham and – uh, Josh Norman, they were just going at it. Obviously, that's what um, I think that's where it was come from the personal fouls. And Sherman, 
for you to say that he's a suit based off of this ruling, it makes me wonder, where's your motivation to play? Is it coming from your paycheck? Is it coming from your love of the game? Is it coming from the fact that you want to hurt somebody? Is it coming from somebody that you want to be the best? I mean, you shouldn't have to worry that you're going to get two personal fouls if you're playing the game right. I know that they're making it harder for defensive backs to hit players, and maybe that's where he was like, oh, he's just a suit. Um, But don't aim high, and you'll be fine. I don't know why Sherman had to open his mouth. I think I know why he's an attention whore. But well, the thing is, I don't know why masks, he did. Face masks are considered a personal foul. Maybe if someone accidentally does it. But is it a personal foul to... if it's an accident, or is it a personal foul if it's an intentional? I believe it's a personal foul just regardless. Mm. So I think that's where the whole... That might have to be like where they start dividing between right. an intentional, like a technical foul. Probably, I mean, I don't know. Like I basketball think, does. Yeah. That way players aren't getting two personal fouls off of two... Accidents again. Face masks are something you can control. Horse face masks and horse collars. You know, you just know where you put your hands. But sometimes mm. in the in the heat of the tackle, in the situation, in the jumbleness of the play, your so hands. You, what, right. So the ruling, good move, bad move. I like the ruling. What about Sherman's comments? Um, I don't think it was appropriate. I don't think it was necessary. But I mean, it doesn't really affect what Goodell's going to do. It's just going to honestly influence him to do more. Yeah, I uh, well, Goodell's thinking about stepping down, but we'll talk about that. That'd be nice. Time. Or not as commissioner, just he's gonna give all the the penalties and all the fines is gonna be done by someone else, which is probably good. Goodell needs to just get out of the limelight. No one likes him. I think the ruling itself is probably gonna be a bad move. I feel like I'm gonna be yelling at the TV screen more and being like, "How is that a personal foul? Are you serious?" Like, well, that then when it becomes part of the ref's discretion. That's where it's going to get a little dicey. The re- yeah, that will be where it gets that's dicey. Why I, I don't mind the rule. It's just when there's human error added to it, that's when you're right. like... I think in the, in the end, we're going to say it's a, it's, a bad, it's a bad move. You think and so? I think All Sherman's right. comments, I think, are great. I hate Goodell. Any way you can take a stab at him, go for it. Um, next up, Ben Simmons going to the NBA. Good move, bad move. Good move. I wish he'd said at LSU. I wish LSU's basketball was... He's already... He's already ended classes. He's already left LSU. He's he wasn't no, there he's for now the living in Phoenix with an agent, um, waiting to get signed and I preparing just, for that. You know, LSU had a chance to be really good with the best player in college, and they missed out. But Ben Simmons, good for him. He went to college for that freshman year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'll be there next year, hopefully. And I'll, I'll to him. I think. You know, have fun in the NBA. Hopefully you make it because there's a lot of people who don't and they wish that they had gotten there four years. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a good move on his part. It's just a, it's just a shame really. And I wish he did more. It was just it's an embarrassment of what he did. It's he's making a mockery out of the NCAA and I don't like that. But granted, a lot of guys are doing it. I mean you go for a year, have fun, play your basketball, leave, use the uh college basketball life as a way just to showcase your skills. It's basically all they're doing. So, I mean, good move for the NBA. Can't wait to see him. Dwight Howard, you stick him last night during the Atlanta Hawks game. So, basically, um, I forgot who it was, but someone shooting free throws. He takes the ball, palms it a couple times, gives the ball to the ref. Revs gives it to the player. The player looks at, takes the ball, takes a dribble or two, looks at the ball, and is just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> he seriously throws the ball. Throws the ball away. And the ref's like, what, what are you doing? And the, the ref checks, and he's like, yeah, this isn't good. So then he ended up changing balls. And then this is, takes like 10 minutes ordeal to, sort of thing. And Dwight Howard's laughing over there um, by the foul line, rubbing his hands on his shorts, thinking it's a joke. So do you think that was a good move, bad move? 
by Dwight. Like, yeah, it's kind of like that. I, I, mean, I don't know was, if it was. It, was, it really prank, isn't a good like, bad move situation. Like, what are you it's more doing? of a. It was. It's funny. I think it's you know, the fact that he was laughing it off. Um, I'm not sure. Will he be penalized for that? No, the NBA, NBA already said they're not going to find him. I'm just going to be like, don't um, do that again. But it's a, it's a stupid move. What would the stickum have helped him do? Nothing. I, I don't I think maybe he, just, he was going to just, just use it. I think he to, was trying to goof it, yeah. maybe get the ball really sticky and just mess with the player. Yeah. Um, maybe just screw up his free throw if he hadn't noticed that time. Um, bad move. It's stupid, but it's funny. Okay. Uh, this really isn't a good move, bad move, but I just want to talk about it real quick. Spurs beat the Golden State Warriors the other night. Um, I think it was, what was it? It was, if I can get the stats up, 87-79. So, Golden State couldn't even score 80 last night. I think that's just an omen, sort of a little preview of what's to come. I think. I think uh, Golden State's in for a rough ride come playoff time. But we've already talked about that. So, next topic we're going to do, who's going to be the number one seed to lose first? So, when you're our takes, keep listening. All right, so we got Kansas, Oregon, Virginia, UNC. Who goes first, Chris? Who's got, who you got? Who's going out, man? I got, they can't all stay. I got Oregon. Actually, they technically could all stay, but they're not going to. I got Highly unlikely. Or, okay, let me talk. <laughs> I got Oregon losing to Duke. Uh, that is, I think Oregon will definitely be the first uh, number one seed to drop out of the NCAA tournament. Interesting. Um, just looking at their bracket, put up some stats on them, and just looking up the bracket. Oregon's only tough game was against St. Joseph's, and it was a game that they kind of squeaked out of, 69-64. Little luck, little luck. Duke hasn't had much harder of a schedule. They started off with UNCW on the first round. Lamont. They only won by eight. But then they played Yale, who was a 12th seed, but Yale had taken Baylor down in the first round. So Yale, Yale was no joke. They were Yale no was joke. no joke. A, a bad seeding, but they, they were playing hard, and they were playing good basketball. And Duke beat them 71-64. So right now I'm thinking Duke bests Oregon. And um, I was looking up some of the stats for them. And I think that they're small and insignificant, and it'll be a really good game. But I think Duke will edge them out. From field goal percentage, Oregon has the advantage by 0.7%, 46.8% shooting by Oregon, 46.1% shooting by Duke. But in uh, three-point uh, field goal percentage, Duke has the advantage by 4.2%. Duke shoots 38.7%. Oregon only shoots 35.5%. In free throw percentage, Duke has the advantage there too, shooting 72.5%. Oregon only shoots 719 and in turnovers, Oregon's having 11.4 turnovers per game. Duke is only averaging 9.8. So I think the numbers are small, and it'll be a close game. Definitely but judging close. by the numbers, Duke has this one. Yeah, I mean, Duke, I believe... I think Duke's overrated, to be honest with you. I don't think they're going to get think, out of the Elite Eight, but I think that they will make it to the Elite I mean, eight. yeah, they're always a team that's going to be in there. I think Oregon's going to... I think Oregon's going to surprise them. I don't have Oregon... Um, getting upset as of now. I think North Carolina is going to get upset. I think they're overrated as well. I think their big boy, Page, I don't think he's that good. I think he's overrated. I don't think he's clutch. I think he, I mean, half the time he's just sitting out during late games. Um, and throughout the tournament, I think they're playing great. 
UNC, and that's the beauty of the tournament. You don't even have to watch the regular season. I mean, you had to pick properly. You got to watch the regular season. But when you're uh, given picks for a, the rest, throughout the tournament, you don't need to know. You don't need to know anything. It's anyone's game, like we saw against Michigan State and MTSU. I mean, anyone can win. The regular season statistics are out the window, and that's the beauty of the uh, March Madness. So I think Indiana has had to face a lot tougher competition than UNC as of recent. I think UNC, I mean, UNC had to play Providence and Florida Gulf Coast. Granted, they're number one seed, so they're not going to be playing anyone great. But Indiana had to play Kentucky last I think uh, last round, and you, I mean Kentucky's no joke. So I think they're ready. They're prime. They're uh, they're hitting their stride pretty good right now. So I think yeah, I think UNC will lose first. I think Kentucky or Kansas is pretty safe. Virginia has the easiest road. Virginia's not playing anyone. Um, I mean they had they're probably gonna play Iowa State. And Iowa State had to beat Iona and Little Rock barely. Or actually no, they killed Little Rock. But they had to beat you know Iona. And Little Rock, so I'm not taking Iowa State seriously. I think Virginia, they should take them seriously, but Virginia's going to win. I think they're going to go to the Final Four. they got to either play Gonzaga or Syracuse after they beat Iowa State. So, yeah, they're they're fine. Virginia has the easiest road. Kansas should be fine. So, yeah, UNC, you're good. Uh, but actually, no, UNC out. And Chris, who do you have? You have Oregon? Oregon out. All right. All right, next up we're going to do kind of talk about some of the upcoming games, give our picks on those. So don't go anywhere. You know what I wonder, Chris? What? I wonder, like... I wanted to make a wiener joke, but I just I couldn't. I'm so tired. <laughs> That's how tired I am. <laughs> Can you make a wiener joke? That's sad. But no. So, like, when you're watching college basketball, do you notice, like, every time there's, like, a foul... Or anything serious happens, all the players kind of huddle together on the court. It's like a little five man huddle, and they, I don't, what do you think they're talking about when they do that? Probably like what they're going to do after the game. Like, what, how one of their girlfriends doing? Like, hey, do you, how, how you doing with Like, girl? I wonder, like, after a foul, oh, they're probably trying to keep each other's spirits up. Like, hey, we got this, we got this, clapping a bunch. Like, this game is ours. It's just a bunch of repetitive. Why it's what every team does. Like, whenever there's, um, Every college team, but like NBA teams don't do that. Why don't NBA teams do that? If it's encouraging, if it helps. I don't know. A bunch of all stars playing together. I don't know. They're just like, I mean, NBA players are probably just like, dude, get the fuck off me. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess. Let me think of something that happens in college football that you don't see in the NFL. I guess in college football, when, you know, you see. I don't even know. You know, that's a good question. I know, right? Like, why? Hmm. If it's encouraging, why wouldn't you use it? You know, maybe I mean there's a lot of NBA teams that have players that don't get along. There's, you know, so, disdain in the paid. in the system. You would think like, dude, you're getting paid a lot. Yeah, I mean, you so, would think with the respectful. money and the win that you, that's always kind of been what got me more encouraged when I was playing, um, and got me to encourage teammates who I even didn't really get along was or with was just. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I'm just sure it's encouraging stuff. Like, hey, we're going to, we got this Hey, man, we still got it. And then that foul happens like two seconds later. Hey, man, we still got it. We still got it. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like, miss your free throws. Oh, it's all right, man. We still got it. Like, what is it? It's got to be that. You think it's annoying or do you think people actually listen? It's, some people, nobody's taking it like, oh, it's it's just to keep the fire up. I guess, yeah. I mean, hey, if it works, it works. I just thought it was interesting. But all right. 
Here we go. NBA tonight. We got a little upcoming game going on in the NBA. Grizzlies, Lakers. I'm picking the Grizz. Who are you picking? Grizz. Obviously. Lakers suck. Uh, Houston, OKC. By the oh. way, do you like this music that's going on? Do you like this little rendition that's going on right now? What's going on? The little music is playing. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm, a little, I'm feeling it out. Maybe we get a little music going in the background while we're doing this segment. Yeah, I mean, I can could, I could feel it. Maybe some music going on. Um, Liven up the tunes a little bit. I don't know. If you don't like it, maybe we don't do it. I don't know. But if you don't like it, just tweet it. I would choose OKC. OKC? Yeah. Houston sucks. I don't trust Dwight Howard, obviously. I don't <laughs> I mean James Harden blows. Uh, Miami Villanova coming up on Thursday. NCAA basketball tournament. Miami's number three seed. Nova number two. That's. I'm going to go with Miami. Yeah, I like Miami. I like I think the... Villanova, you know they're going to lose. Villanova just always just, I don't know, they just never, they can never last long in the tournament. It's been a long time since they've done it. Yeah, it has. It's been a while since Villanova was in the Final Four. Um, I like Miami. I saw them play against Wichita State. Um, I like just what they're able to do. I like their defense. They're not, you know, they're not shabby on defense. So I'm going to pick Miami, but... How do you think AM responds to Oklahoma? That is a big question because you're going I mean, just, in just came off after a game which is very emotionally uh, an emotional roller coaster because you're down 12. You think you're going home. <laughs> you score 12 in 44 <laughs> seconds. Crazy. Uh, Northern Illinois. Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa. Same place. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they're so close to each other. I always get confused. Northern Iowa catches the slong, uh, the schlong, and they just give up this. Oh my god! I mean, it was it was something that, in the heat of the moment, was labeled the greatest comeback of all time. And now, looking back at it, you still think it might stand. But I'd say Texas A&M loses because they were in a situation where they were going to fall to a number 11 seed by 12. They were down 12 in the final minute. You don't come back 45 from that. Seconds. In the final 44 seconds, they were going to lose by 12. Like that, that would have been a substantial loss. And instead, they pull off this insane comeback. So you think emotionally, which just, will, just will boost them. their morale. They'll make them think, you know, we can win in any situation in this game. But I think that the fact that they were down 12 says more volumes for the next game than the comeback does itself. Okay. Maryland, Kansas. 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 I yeah, Kansas I think Maryland's go good, but they're a little inconsistent. Kansas, I think, pulls it off. Duke, Oregon. And you already said earlier Duke. that Oregon's going to lose, so you got Duke. I have Oregon. I think Oregon's going to win that. But all right. Coming up, we're going to talk about what was the worst loss of the weekend. So don't go anywhere. Worst loss of the week. Yeah. Uh, Texas A&M. You had a different opinion about this. I like the Texas A&M one you think that's as the, the number one. I think that the fact that Northern Iowa, even though they were below them and they were a lower seed and they were going to pull off this tremendous upset, I think the feeling of losing out there when you had it in your hands, when you could just smell it, the Sweet 16, and that you let that go on a 12-point lead in 44 seconds and then to lose in double overtime, I don't know of a loss that would be more heart-wrenching than that because it was a bigger game with a bigger uh upside to just losing in the first round and i just don't know if there's a loss that is is even comparable right now for that see i think the michigan state mtsu loss is worse just because michigan state had so much potential 
And so no one, no one had them losing. I thought they were going to go to the finals. I did not have them losing. They were going very, very I, yeah, far in my bracket. Yeah, I had them in bracket. the finals. I had them playing Kansas and in it, the finals. And it screwed up. And there was no perfect bracket after they had lost that game because no one saw that coming. It was devastating, but they they and they lost in a bad manner. But I don't think it's as heart wrenching as the loss that Northern well, Iowa. See, yeah, think. that's my thing. Michigan State, they're going in thinking, all right, we got a long tournament ahead of us. We just got to get past MTSU next round. I just think there's so much, so much is like coming forward. You know, so much, so much is ahead of them, and I just think they overlooked it and they're just like, what the hell happened? Yeah, how they, they, they got to be asking themselves, how did they lose that game? So I think that's the worst loss. But on Twitter, we're gonna have a little poll. So just talk to us and tweet us what you think the worst loss of the weekend is, and we'll uh, discuss that again. The poll results uh, next week. All right, so what we're going to do basically every week, every show actually, we're going to put one athlete, I'll put one, you'll put one, and we're basically just going to have an athlete that we think is overrated. You're not that good. Basically, yeah, you are not that good list because, dude, you're not. Everyone thinks you are, but you're really not. You're you definitely are fluff. think you are. Yeah, you're, you're Yeah, You fluff. think you're good, but you're not. So you suck. <laughs> and so basically we're just going to put an athlete on the board. And we're gonna put them on that overrated list. We're gonna keep adding athletes. The list will get longer and longer. And sorry, dude, if you're on the list, you're overrated. Get over it. And I'm gonna go first. My first athlete that I'm gonna put on the board, the inaugural athlete, the first one ever on our list is gonna be Draymond inaugural Green. Athlete. I like that. <laughs> Congratulations, Draymond! Woo! And the applause is going on right now. I know. And so basically. <laughs> This is why. Draymond, you think you're great. You're really not. Before Steve Kerr got there, you're averaging two points your first year, six points your second year. And then all of a sudden, Steve Kerr comes in, and then your points totals have doubled. Now you're averaging 13 points a game. You're obviously um, a product of the system. You're not that good. You're 6'7", for crying out loud. Power forwards in the league are usually 6'9", 6'10", almost 7 feet tall. I mean, if you don't believe me, just ask Dirk Nowitzki, who's seven foot. So I think you're just a product of the system. You're not that good. You're overrated. You off your high horse. You suck. All right. Who you got? I have Matt Ryan. Matty Ice. Yeah, ice, Ice Baby, Matt Ryan. Ice, Ice Baby. Somebody who has been given a cool, calming nickname like Joe Cool, but has not ever really proved it. And he's... He's one of the quarterbacks where some people will even list him in a, like a top five discussion because of he'll have this certain amount of touchdowns and his completion percentage will always be decent and he tries to you know protect the ball. But the fact of it is, this isn't a game where you can just pick up these stats. It's a game where you have to win, and Matt Ryan does not win. His postseason record is abysmal. I believe it's in the negatives, I don't have it pulled up right now, but I do remember the last deep postseason run they had, Atlanta got stomped out by Seahawks. Seattle. And, um, that was before Seattle was good. That was, yeah, that was before Seattle was good. I think they blew a big lead, but anyways, just to look at some of the stuff that Matt Ryan's done over the years, his completion percentage, I respect. It's 64.3%. Uh, percent. Uh, that's you know not not too bad. It's obviously up there with some of the best ones. But his yardage per season is never astounding. He's never threw for over five thousand yards. He's never even really scratched the five thousand yard perimeter. His touchdowns, his best ever was thirty two. Most of the time he throws around twenty six. 
Um, Interception-wise, he'll throw double digits almost every year. And last year, through 16. The year before that, either 14. The year before that, either 17. And with the touchdowns that he's throwing, I mean, last year, through 21 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. You just have to look at last year. Look at the, just the downfall. I mean, you just, look at, you just look at where he's going, and I think he's one of the problems with Atlanta. They have all the talent they need. They had Anthony Gonzalez, Julio Jones, Roddy White. They had that. Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, Tony Gonzalez. Sorry, I called him Anthony Gonzalez. <laughs> um, but they had Tony Gonzalez, and they had weapons on off the offense that they needed. And then this year, they had a good running back, and they had Julio Jones. I think the problem starts with Matt Ryan being overrated. They think that he's a franchise quarterback. I think that he's the franchise's mistake. All right, guys, show's over. I hope you guys enjoyed it. You can follow us on Twitter, at the GoBros. You can follow us on SoundCloud, at GoBros. Um... Just hit us up whenever you want. Leave us your comments. we got poll questions on Twitter that you can do. And uh, see you guys tomorrow.